75, baby. Chronosphere 75 back. 75. In the 75. 75. We're live. Let's do it. I think we're back. Clink. One Ooh. from one Ginai to another. Ginai. Lift separate. Ah, never wow. lets me down. How one. sweet it is. Ah. <laughs> How sweet it is. <laughs> Understand my ups and downs There you were With sweet love and devotion Deeply touching my emotion I want to stop Thank you, baby I want to stop Thank you, baby Yes, I do Yet. Oh, that's 
That's a nice uplifter. It's a great tune. I don't know if I've ever... I have to believe I played it at least once in my life. I just don't know. Um, well, we're just going to move forward with some of these tunes that I used to play back at, you know, back in the in the clubs, you know, back in the old folk days. Oh, switch it, man. Oh, you want to switch yeah, it? Yeah, out? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll keep it up. It, yeah, we'll keep it moving. A, yeah, All let's right. get the positive. All right, well, let's we're first positive we're gonna too. Because it, it occurred to me, I'm looking at that, I'm going, oh wow, man, '75 was so positive. <laughs> Such a positive time. Well, here's one that I I have never done. And uh, by the wonderful Glenn Campbell. This was kind of a comeback tune for him. He hadn't had some hits for a while, you know. I've been walking these streets so long. Rhinestone 
Just barely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the skin of my teeth. <laughs> well, what a great old tune. All right. Um, here's one by a group that I've played probably more than any other group, and it's my least favorite group. <laughs> but they're undeniably popular, and uh, uh, these songs are eminently always, playable. Always confused with Neil Young, right? Uh, not really, but uh, at the first, yeah. from that's the way I used to play it in, in the clubs you know back in the folk clubs yeah and what was yeah. the thing the gal used to yell out I am a said I am I said <laughs> um but I wow. thought we were gonna tease the uh oh yeah well, 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 I'm on my way 
Well, there's another one. I wrote an original called She's My Girl, and there was another guy that would come in and go, She's my girl! She's my girl! And on the other side, she's going, I am, I said! She's my girl! You know, back and forth. One night you were playing Wild World. I may have told this story already. so funny. Those guys that were yelling that, they were, they would all sit in a group. They must have been like college frat guys. It was like 10, 20 of them, you know. One night they started in arguing and all of a sudden the table went over and they're all punching each other in the face and the, the whole the whole bar goes over and I'm up there going la 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 you know, wow. And the whole thing's a brawl, and I'm going, maybe it's the songs we're playing, you know. We should switch it up or something, you know. That's a nice that's a nice screenwriting uh, bit. All right. Well, uh, we've been oh. really leaning hard into the Fender, the Freddy Fender. And uh, while we're, I was... We're on a bit of a Fender bender. We're kind of a Fender bender. And the thing is, what's interesting about this song is that I believe I unconsciously copied it for my tune, uh, Mary and the Baby Elvis. Some of you may know that song from the 88 album, which we just re-recorded for the re-release. So you're going to get to hear the new band playing the old band song and uh, i think we did it pretty good i don't remember you don't remember i know it was last year anyway <laughs> we're gonna do uh this one by freddie fender and uh listen for the baby elvis uh wasted days and wasted nights i have left for you behind Why should I keep loving you When I know that you're not true Why should I call your name When you're the blame Making me blue
Why should I keep loving you? When I know that you're not true And why should I call your name When you're too blame You're making me blue Call your name I call your name Ning Ning that was absurd. That was absurd, but a great tune, nevertheless. <clears throat> yes. Oh, no. He, yeah. That's another one I didn't like. That was an automatic off back in the 70s for me. I feel like <laughs> I've just sort of come to love these by familiarity, maybe. I was so lucky being so young that when I heard all these things, they were just magical. You know, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't old enough to think they critical. were uncool. Right. Yeah. You just, uh. Uh, I went, I don't know if they were uncool or not. It's just you either liked it or you didn't. It's like I'd hear him sing that, and I'm going, wasted days and wait. You know, I just go, why? You know, it's like singing in that clipped tone, you know? You know, this thing occurred in a conversation we were having. We were, we were talking about, you know, um, how music was when we were younger. And, like, to me at that time, all music was was a bunch of different labels on 45s right, and yes. names. Of I do people. remember that. I had no idea who any of the people were because I wasn't attached to any of the the who, who the personalities sure. were, you know. And and we were we were talking about we can go into it at another time uh, on on some other content we do where we re- really literally say, "Hey, when I discovered this, you know, it was a name on a 45 and this other and and Chris is going, "No, this was a picture on a record yeah. or a picture on a wall or it was it was an actual person that they were checking out." that was right. communicating to them as opposed to me. It was just like a bunch of different You know names. what we need to do? I, it would be great to get an old uh, record player with some 45s. I still have some of mine. I've oh, managed wow. to keep, you know, a fair amount of them. And uh, I don't know if you've got any of yours. I, Chris may have some. But we'll just get them and we'll just talk about how they look and what they look like when they're going around and how that played into the experience because you don't get that now. It's just music, you know. But there yeah. was something really... Uh, tangible about what you described names on a record what the label looked like well it's it's how i was able to have literally in my contemporary collection was you know hank williams jr or hank williams Mm -hmm. um johnny nash david bowie you know all these people that were like it didn't occur to me i didn't know what any of these people looked like you know they were just names sure it was just a it was just music coming from the the records and it was only later you know I mean, I'm talking to people. So therefore, like Freddie Fender, he wasn't hip or whatever. He was something right. that, you know, whereas like he was just the guy. It was just that song. Sure. It was the introduction in the song, you know. For, for me, it got so far that my babysitters when I was little would take a 45 and cover it except for one little part of the label. Right? Oh, you were just mesmerized by the... No, they would say, what record is this? And I'd, I'd give them oh. the, the label, the artist... Everything. Wow. And they were, they were going, I don't believe this because I couldn't read. And then they say, what, which one's this one? I go, that's Hound Dog by Elvis. It's because of that, again, that, that color, that recognition of the symbology, you know, all of that stuff was really, really key to learning, you know, how kids learn and how they memorize. So when you have music attached to it, it becomes this sort of multi-layered learning experience so i you know it was great for me personally well, it was a special time because yeah, that was, was back when you didn't watch your music no you listened to it yeah but you did watch it go around 
Yeah, that may be true. The music goes round and round and it comes out here. Hey. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I love this. Morning don't get here tonight 
been wanting to play this song ever since it came out and now I finally got the chance so thank you Bruce for now I can't get it out of my head <laughs> well <clears throat> well now well we should feature Mr. Spencer huh. now nothing like calling this in the big calling in the high bar for this yeah, Bruce's big <clears throat> chance now we were going to oh take it at the, uh, the family key as I recall um We've done some Bad Company songs already, but this one in particular is one of my... We, we weren't going to drop it, were we? No, we were going to do it. Oh. We're doing it in the family key, which means the... Oh, then the one that... The regular that record in. key. Yeah. And uh, you just kind of work your way through it, and I think by the end you're just going to be, you know, ripping. This is an interesting thing that happens in the show, because... You know, we get the set basically last minute. And then Mike's got a few things prepared, worked through. He's got some lyrics and stuff. And he says, so yeah, so hey, here's one for your feature this week. I'm like, oh, cool. And I check it out. I'm like, oh. Now, wait a minute. Right. <laughs> wait a Now, wait just a minute. It's like, it's like, yeah, here's one you get to do. And it's like, dude. Well, I always. Why, is always, I always, why do I always have to go over the full you know, jump jump all the buses. You know what I mean? I, but, see, your version of jumping the bus is different than mine. Mm. Like, I look at this and I go, this doesn't seem that hard to me, but... Oh, wait a minute, what? But it's where your voice... We all have a different... You and I have a different place in our voice where it catches. Right. Everyone has their own catch point, And anywhere below or above that is going to create some kind of weird strain you have to kind of work around. You're not sure it. what you're doing with it. Yeah, yeah, you're making adjustments as you're doing. Okay, let's try it. <clears throat>
If I think about you, I think about love, darling. If I live without you, I live without love. And if I had the sun and moon, and they were shining. part on that input oh man no that's good man <laughs> i love that you went back in to the ring it's like you didn't even you know you just went back in well now i well see that's the nature of this thing it's it's we're running through it one time so now i go okay let so me now see you've yeah up. let me see if i can actually <clears throat> do the yeah yeah we do our it's own like retribution s- right on the spot we're like skateboarding you there know what i mean go. it's like i did two on that let me go and see if i can go upside down Getting out the Martin to uh, do some old Neil oh. Young. This is another record I didn't 
like when it came out. In mid-70s, Neil Young was kind of in a murky place. He'd have those hits, you know, he did Harvest and Heart of Gold and all that. And I, all of that commercial success just drove him completely the other way. He, he said, I was, it's like he was driving in a gold highway. He said, I, I headed straight for the ditch. He says, it was a lot rougher of a ride, but I met more interesting people there. And I thought, that's an interesting thing to do when you get like a major success is to go the other way, go against it. I think Bowie's done that a lot. Springsteen kind of did it with Nebraska. U2 certainly did it with, uh, oh, the Unforgettable Fire, you know, when they had that big hit with War, you know, uh, you know, da, 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 yeah, yeah. you know, and all that radio and MTV success. And they could have done War two or three more times. And instead, they went and found Brian Eno and did, and Daniel Lanois did this real. But that was really big, though, too, wasn't it? Well, it had a hit. See, the key to doing that is if. As long as there's one. If that, there's a hit single, yeah. you're okay. You know, you may not get two or three, but they had one that was a number one, and that got that album sold, and it got people exposed to a more artistic U2, which, when I, again, I hated that record when I first heard it. Was too. that Pride? Was yeah, that? Pride in the Name of Love. And I remember getting, you know, The Unforgettable Fire. I got it home and I went, what a pretentious piece of crap. You know, I just thought, how <laughs> dare they? And then we went on tour. In fact, I was out with you on the Peacock tour. And I brought the album with me on my, remember that Walkman I had, that pro Walkman, and you were always sitting there messing with it? I had that album on there, and I'd listen on those long nights when we were out just in the middle of who knows where, you know, and I had my headphones and... That unforgettable fire boy, when you're when you're laying there and you're in Jersey or you're in Pennsylvania or somewhere, and all you see is the moon and stars and you start to think about other things, you know, and that music fit. So they kind of had the vibe thing oh, in their yeah. mind at that time. It was well, deep. I think I got into Plateau of Mirror. Right, I had that too. That, yeah, because that was the I Brian Eno. Yeah, that exactly. was the one that I got a lot. I brought in. that one on the road too. And I remember that Pro Walkman dude. That thing made great recordings. Oh my gosh, it was great. Yeah, that was well. A really it had nice that servo machine. motor, you know. It was like a. It was like a real tape deck. Yeah, it was killer. But it was just. I still have it. It still records. Wow. But uh, we should do something with. We it. should record on it. <laughs> yeah. Let's make a. Let's make a Pro Walkman record. Okay. Like the leaves around a tree in the 
their clothes of many colors for the angry gods to see. I never checked out the lyrics of that thing. That's great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Wow. That's one of his better. And he says, you know, in his halls, he often wandered with the secrets of the world. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a one take on that history. You know, there's several of those. The Aztecs. All of that's really amazing stuff. There's a lot to be learned from it. Um, I need to go back and get in my history books a little bit. But, uh, all right, now, this is the hymn show section. Speaking about history. Yes. Uh, this is what, this what is year did 19, we do this? Uh, 2008, uh, we did an album, an album, called Holy Ghost Building. And we're about, we just finished the last mixes on hymn show this week. And I got to tell you, I'm just more and more excited. Um, probably master it next week. I think we're 
I think we're done there, partner. I think yeah. we're ready to put it in the wax to the max. Uh, it'll take a little bit of time to get our artwork and everything. We're going to do CDs. We're going to do the whole bit. So uh, stay with us on that. Um, while we're on the topic of bartering and mammon and, and you know, finance, we're going to do a little tip show right now. And uh, we appreciate all your generosity over the weeks. Gosh. Uh, show 75, what would in the world would we do without the support of our friends? I don't know, friends, man. but uh, we Thank appreciate so every dime. I mean, I don't yeah, care if you give a dollar, five dollars, five hundred dollars. Maybe if you even give five thousand dollars, whatever it takes, you know, we're, we'll take it. Well, and it's not the amount. It's, it's, the, the, it's amount. the idea that people have consistently stayed with us. It really yes. is. That's what it is. It's the it's the. Uh, it's a representation of that kind of loyalty, man. We're really, really humbled. And by uh, it. you know, sometime I'm going to have to copy some of the really beautiful notes that people send when they send the tips, because a lot of times you tell us stories about what these songs meant to you, or a family member, of right. an elderly father who's on his last legs, who who you know you heard this song with when you were a kid, and it you know it touched a nerve there. Uh, yeah, we need to do a uh, letters show. Absolutely. Uh, we should read some of that. So, yeah, remind me of that because that's really important. Uh, the interaction with you is, is, to me, what it's always been about from going back 35 years when I used to answer fan mail, 77's fan mail, and, heck, I even answered some of Charlie Peacock's fan mail. Well, and we are coming to the end of an era here shortly. That's and true. we're starting a new era. We're starting a new era, and uh, we definitely are going to engage you <laughs> we're, more with... We're, we're going to put an end to the error era. <laughs> <laughs> well, we... I, can, I can't promise that. We'll probably have a whole new set of errors. Oh, yeah. Well, there's always errors, but the point <laughs> is is that, you know, we've been doing the, uh, the, the big hits of these uh, classic decades, particularly Bruce's time, and I've, I'm glad we have because I've learned us so much about these songs that at the time i call them automatic offs you know i'm sure you can relate to a song the minute you hear even the first second of it, it just, boom, change the channel you change the channel and uh so we've done a lot of these yeah, and they I, used to have these things these radio stations yeah remember that, radio stations yeah, and you used to they used to have these things where you program them in to these buttons i can in your still car i can still do that it's electronic now. I mean, I got to tap on the glass, but imagine, man, that AM radio dial and the buttons that were all underneath. Oh gosh, you know, you the just, old Chrysler's. Yeah, Remember yeah, Chrysler's man. had them, you know, and you go, ching. Gosh, yeah. It was almost like just a jukebox. Flip to a new you one. That little thing, you know. That's great, man. Anyway, PayPal. Dot me slash M I C R O seven seven S like Sam for PayPal. Venmo is at M I C R O seven seven S like Sam. And uh, believe it or not, I went to the P.O. box, and there was some checks in there. Wow. And with requests. That's the thing. When people send checks, that's the problem. They send this list of requests. Wow. <laughs> it was like 10 or 20 tunes on it. We'll get to them. Anyway, uh, 77 is limited. That's 77SLTD, period, P.O. box 1441, Citrus. Like the grapefruit. Heights. And not the lows. California 95611. All right. From Holy Ghost Building, this is a Bill Monroe, first record Bill Monroe ever recorded with his brother. 
brother afar from your savior today risking your soul for the things that decay oh if today got you calling I would wait for that every time. You did like two of them in that in the ending. Oh, really? It kills me every let's, time. Let's man. go back and listen to that. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's a fun record. Yeah, it's got that dark. I've got that twelve string doing that chank. You know, it's, it's just this gushy. dark, 
cool thing that's, going. That's uh, yeah. Ralph did that with us. Hey yeah. Ralph. Hey Ralph. One's out to Ralph. Yeah, he Ralph's used to over. be watching the show. How's he doing? Is he doing better? Yeah, he's he's getting around. He's out. He's hitting the beach and he's hitting the beach. Hey, shout out, shout out to all our buddies. Yeah, um, all our all our label compatriots and all our musician buddies and everybody. We, hope everybody's doing okay. Uh, we never know who's watching at any given time. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's fall time, fall season. Not here. Getting there though. The the weather kind of turned a little bit. The fires are still burning, but not quite as raging. The nights are cooler. Oh, so we're still doing a little bit of the. Uh, the old Indian summer. Oh, well, we're still, it's not, what's it, summer until what, the 21st? Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, and, I don't know uh, but, but, you know, that reminds me, we should, we need to do Indian winter at some point. Oh, gosh, you're going to kill me. Let's see. <laughs> it's another song of ours that I hate. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because you just hate having to I do hate it. it. No, oh. I just, I hate what I do, you know. It's, it's kind of like, like a, it's like, it's a rip on four sticks. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah, I you know I never thought of it like that. Really, that makes me kind of like it a little bit more. Yeah. Well, it's like it's Mark's song. You know, I always hate Mark's well, songs. Well, he rips. He, yeah, he rips that one. He all the brings time. them in, and I hate them, and then I change them. <laughs> Mark. But I'm then t- the thing is, a lot I'm of totally times, totally kidding. <laughs> no, a lot of times I'll take. Now nah, he rips other people. I'll take his tune and, and write something. I'll add something to it that makes me hate it more than I did when he brought it in. You know, it's like I play into. Oh, the oh, hate. oh! You you add something to it and then that you hate I it. hate it. Yeah, a lot you, of times you put something in that you hate so that you can permanently hate it <laughs> no i'll tell you what i'll tell you what i love about the middle eight of that song is gorgeous where it oh goes, yeah you know, da, 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 well that's like the middle da, da, of a, a little of unbalance too the same thing kind right of, it, it opens that, into this thing we, you know? that's our that's our that's kind of our thing yeah it's our our brand uh thing we do we do we the, get we get this annoying oh. groove going that we hate <laughs> but then we have this relieving part that's so pretty no. and then it ends no, that, we have to go back and we have no. to finish with the well thing no we the hate. end jam is the best part the end jam where it all kind of melts off you know the ending on with, uh, indian uh, winter yeah it's oh, great yeah. Well, where where that where it stops doing what you hate and it just starts doing any random thing and there is a live version out there that we did um with the Safe as Milk band with Peter Lehman and, and Gregory and all oh, those wow. guys. And it, it's like a 10-minute version of the tune that actually shows its full potential as a composition. You know, it's a lot of times a rock band doesn't do doesn't do justice to. You know, there was a I saw an Austin City Limits with Radiohead doing like B sides that kidding, nobody they liked. Were on Austin City Limits. Yeah, that, that nobody liked. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's like so they, it was all these weird just you know and they did one tune i think they did like uh oh i think they did paranoid android yeah at, at the very end and it was like but the the whole show was all the oh, stuff that you're kind of that, that i just hated you know and was it good was well it i hated it i thought it was terrible oh, you did but they were just totally nailing all right. the stuff that nobody <laughs> you know so it's like that'd be like us taking you know the worst of the, the stuff that the, we yeah it's the, the worst that, of the, the stuff that we just that we detest right you know the detestable the detestament. You know what would be a fun recording project <laughs> is to literally take the songs that you know that no one in the band likes and then turn them into something else that is cool. You know, it's an interesting idea. Well, that's impossible to do. It is. Yeah, I, I. This is where I'm saying I'm saying we do an album called Detestament, Detestament? and it's just all our all worst the, songs that we worst. hate. Yeah, and okay. we just play them like for all they're worth exactly. And oh, play exactly. all the parts that we think are terrible. <laughs> We'll open with Mr. Magoo. Hey, if Radiohead would do it. Hey, I like Mr. Magoo. Excuse me. That's your tune, first of all. And I really like it. Hey. That's a hit that should have been a hit. Thus, it's one that I hate. 
Oh, because you wrote it? Well, yeah. And it's dumb. Okay. <laughs> it sucks. Okay, here we go. Uh, we're going to dedicate this to... Uh, oh, oh. Now, now, hold on. We need to be in a different headspace. Yes, we do. We're going to do a song written by Billy Preston, made famous by Joe Cocker. And when I hear it, I hear Ray Charles, of course, because, you know, it's kind of a thing he would do. We should have a dedication for this. This is to to all of you parents, all of you people with parents that you love, uh, uh, spouses or girlfriends or boyfriends you love, anyone you love who's beautiful to you. This song is, goes out to you. Um, we're, we were going to do... Were you going to do the dedication. First? Are you going to go all the way... Th- you're going to sing the whole thing and then I'm going to do <clears throat> it again? No, I'll come back and... How, how oh, I thought you it? were going to go first. Oh, you want me to do the first one, and then you'll yeah. follow it? and then I'll follow, and then... That means you're going to have to do it better than me. Well, okay. <clears throat> well, I don't even know that... Should I just not do it then? No, you should. I don't know how good I'm going to do it. I mean, we're taking on a big thing. Let's just all get in our own mood of dedication and put in our minds... You're supposed to keep the chords together while I'm getting in my talk. You are so beautiful. To me, you are so beautiful. Can't you see You're everything I hope for You're everything I need You are so beautiful Oh, oh, oh. 
Can you see? 